For Thursday, March 24, the 83rd day of 2022. There are 282 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the old hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. One of the highest-ranking women in government, uh, forerunner, uh, passes away. We'll tell you about that. Kentonji Jackson-Brown is one step closer to being a Supreme Court justice. And we'll also have a visit from uh, Katie Dubree, who is with Owensboro Health Twin Lakes. We're going to talk about nutrition, all that and more, coming up today here on In the Know. Settling in to my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good, but this is a little bit different. Out of, the, out of the ordinary? Yeah, it all is. Right, before we get to the out of the ordinary part, okay. have you seen the new quarters? No. So Madeline, uh, Madeline Albright passing yesterday, we'll tell you more about that in a moment, was making me think of some of the most famous women in American history, leaders okay. that broke barriers, etc. Katanji Jackson Brown is about to do that on the Supreme Court. But America's first woman in space, Sally Ride, is on the new quarter. Nice. So Maya Angelou's quarter came out in January, and now the new quarters are out, and they should be uh, circulating around featuring pioneer astronaut Sally Ride. She was the first American woman in space, and of course she's also it. immortalized in Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire, right? Her, <laughs> her name is uh, is in there. It is weird today, as you mentioned, because we're without, we're without Sam. Sam's had a rough week. Bless his heart. Um, well, I don't know if today is actually rough, but he finally had to pay the piper. Uh, Sam has been impaneled on jury duty since the beginning of the year, yeah. and there he's he's not the only one. There are many, you know, Grayson mm-hmm. Countyans. Maybe not many, but there are some Grayson Countyans who are also in the same predicament. But with the way, it's not 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 many trials actually take place in our court system it's not that we never have them but they aren't a daily they aren't a daily thing so a lot of times when this happens you uh, at least historically had to go to orientation and then you were basically just on call you had to plan to you had to be prepared to go if needed but a lot of times you get waved off the day before and he had been waved off all the days before <laughs> Until today, and he said, "Well, I at least have to, at least have to go." I hope that the fact that he went, I hope that it's the trial of the century. Don't you? I really do, because I want to hear the story later when he can, like, tell it. Yes, I, I should. I don't think you'll mind me mentioning, and I guess speaking it into existence is making it going to happen. But when he got summoned to jury duty, you expressed some level of envy because you yes. thought, he hasn't lived here very long. How does how does he get to go? I've been here longer. Yes. But, but if you had to schedule around it, you wouldn't be happy. It's just your fear no. of missing out. 
right? Yeah, you, sort of. You're yeah. n- nosy enough. You want to know what's going yeah, on and how how yeah. the process works. So anyway, Sam will be back soon. But between illness earlier this week Bless and um, and then doing his civic duty today, <laughs> he will hopefully return tomorrow. Uh, some sunshine today before we get some showers this afternoon, or at least the chance for showers. Uh, really, it's a varying picture depending upon where you are in the region. I think uh, the closer you are to Louisville, maybe the more significant the amount of rain will be. But we'll see some gusty winds this afternoon, and that will be uh, today and then continuing to tomorrow. So we'll see some windy conditions, a high of 53 today. We'll see some scattered showers and a little 40 tomorrow uh, tonight and some spotty showers and some thunder with a high of 48 for your Friday. Your Saturday doesn't look much better. It actually looks a couple of degrees worse and then stays that way through the weekend, first of the week. Highs in the 70s again, maybe midweek next week. So that's something for you to look forward to. NATO has estimated about 7,000 to 15,000. That's a big swing in numbers, but... Still a significant number. They're estimating between seven and 15,000 Russian soldiers have been KIA in four weeks of war in Ukraine, where fierce resistance from the country's defenders has denied Moscow the lightning victory that it sought. I think a lot of people thought they would just collapse, but they have not collapsed. It's not that they're certainly not losing some of their cities and they're not losing lives, but they didn't topple at the rate that I think uh, Putin thought that they would. President Biden meeting in an emergency meeting with uh, NATO leaders in Brussels today. I assume he's still there. I know he was there yesterday since they're a few hours, since they're about six or eight hours ahead. Sometimes it's hard to keep track, but we'll see what grows out of that meeting of NATO. My guess is more troops to the region, not necessarily to to cross or to tangle with Russia, but just to be on the periphery saying if this continues to escalate, we're at least in a position to have options on what we need to do. Another big headline of the day, Madeleine Albright, who is the first female U.S. Secretary of State, has passed at age 84 after a bout with uh, cancer. She is a child refugee from Nazi and then Soviet-dominated Eastern Europe who rose to become the first female Secretary of State and a mentor to many current and former American statesmen and women. Passed away of cancer. Um, Her family said she was 84. As Secretary of State, Albright was the highest-ranking woman in the history of the United States government. She was not in the line of succession to the presidency because she was born in what was then Czechoslovakia, but still she was universally admired for her breaking a glass ceiling, even by her political detractors. She was in the Clinton administration. She had worked for in the national security field. Uh, before that, she was well-credentialed. If you don't know, the Taya Leone CBS show Madam Secretary that ran for six, seven, eight years was modeled after Madeleine Albright's time as Secretary of State, that character was sort of based her principles and uh, empathy and the way that she approached uh, her duties in that scripted drama uh, emulated what Madeleine Albright did. Madeleine Albright is also famous for the, this is a quote from her, uh, but Madeleine Albright was uh, was a champion a champion of women. And the quote I heard this morning was there. She said, "There's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women." And she was also Amen. widely known for her brooches that she called pins. And if you're watching, you see one of those infamous, you know, the eagle of freedom. And uh, she she always said that instead of a mood ring, her pins 
were a barometer of her mood, her her, her brooches. Yeah, how so, she was feeling. Yeah. Do, do you need a collection of brooches to indicate what you're... Um, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, I would probably like that. Yeah. I know uh, Liz Dole was always an inspiration to you yes. in her leadership. I would Absolutely. presume Madeline Albright also an inspiration Absolutely. to you as a woman. Yes. Yeah. So um, I'm saddened to hear of her passing and appreciate what she represented to the United States of America. Additional information for parents today who have young children. Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine works in babies, toddlers, and preschoolers. The company announced yesterday a development that could pave the way for the youngest kids to be vaccinated by summer if regulators agree. Moderna said that in the coming weeks it would ask regulators in the U.S. and Europe to authorize two small-dose shots for youngsters under the age of six. The company also is seeking to have larger doses cleared for older children and teens in the United States. So additional information and uh, dilemma that parents will face on what to do once given the permission to do so, if they do receive the permission to do so. Closer to home, two juveniles who fought with and threatened two Grayson County deputies after being caught with marijuana near a Shrewsbury Road business have been charged with felonies. According to Grayson County Sheriff Norman Chaffins, a uh, deputy, Deputy Caleb Owens, responded to a suspicious vehicle complaint about 7.30 Tuesday night at the intersection of Shrewsbury and Sadler Roads. They made contact with two juveniles, a 16- and a 15-year-old, having probable cause to search the vehicle and the juveniles. Deputy Owens discovered one of the minors had uh, several hundred dollars in rolled-up cash, and then the other had possession of digital scales. Owens said the uh, juveniles, as he was going to search their vehicle, one of them became irate, started making moves back to the vehicle. Another deputy arrived on scene, and uh, they were berated by these suspects and then taken to the Grayson County Sheriff's Office for questioning. And then that's where some tension apparently has uh, arrived. read the, the release yesterday from Sheriff Chaffins. And, you know, he he pulled no punches. He was very direct with saying that our system of dealing with juveniles is a joke um, because apparently, according to him, court-designated worker uh, said, uh, gave the edict to release these two juveniles to the custody of their parents. And I can see where that would be extremely frustrating for law enforcement I officers agree. who are in the field. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm no expert, just somebody who observes and then tries to to make note of, of what uh, he sees and, and offer some type of logic to it. I don't, I, I would imagine we're not properly equipped, you know, in the juvenile landscape. I also think that there is a, um, you also, this idea of catch and release, it has to be frustrating for law enforcement to be out there doing their jobs, being spit on or threatened or hit or I mean, what, what just putting their lives on the line hauling someone to jail for uh, obvious charges, and then you you meet them in traffic the next day. That has to be a frustrating proposition. I agree. I can't imagine where it wouldn't be. But I don't know. I don't know who the answer. I don't know where the answer is. Not the jail's fault. The jail only follow. You know, jails only follow the idea of the justice system that says do this or do that. You know, house them or don't house them. That that's that's they don't they don't make the decision. And then the law enforcement officers out here on the front lines making the arrest. Somewhere in the middle is where the frustration is uh, is arriving. And I don't know what the answer is, but I appreciate and understand the the sheriff's. Um, unhappiness for the way that that goes, and and I will also tell you, I, I kind of, um, I, 
I wanted to have Sheriff on this morning to discuss a little bit further and get his perspective, and we'll do that. I just think, uh, obviously, the sheriff's a friend of mine. I think the sheriff needs another day. He needs one more. <laughs> he needs one more day before. Well, and I've been a little bit quiet. I have I have opinions on yeah. this, but I've been a little bit quiet because I think I also need a little bit of time <laughs> day, yeah. before I say anything publicly. It's it's easy so. to see a set of circumstances and then you go, well, yeah, that's wrong. But I don't I don't know the middle. You know, I don't I don't know the other right. side of it. I'm not acutely aware of that. But as an innocent bystander, I see things and I go, that just doesn't make any sense. And I know I you as a person who's very strong <laughs> on strong punishment, you have yes. a tendency, you know, to, to be heavy handed in that regard. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, matter of fact, let me skip to another story. <laughs> Well, it, because it, it, it is a quick dovetail from protecting law enforcement officers and frustrations, a bill aimed at blocking the release of personal information about judges, prosecutors, and police officers and other officials advanced yesterday over objections from a statewide newspaper organization. I know the KBA and the broadcast industry has had some concerns about it, been able to work through some of the process on the ripple effect of this. But it's the House Judiciary Committee approved a bill sending it to the full House. If it passes, it would return to the Senate where it previously passed to consider some some House amendments. Uh, Members of the media, open government advocates say the bill would weaken the state's open records law, and I hope that isn't the case. But supporters portray the measure as a personal protection and safeguard for officials involved in the criminal justice system by shielding the release of home address, phone numbers, and employment uh, or school locations. The bill would apply to the official spouses, children, and and parents. Um, The spirit of this I am completely for because especially in a small community, you get judges and prosecutors and law enforcement officers that become targets because they had to do their job. And I'm right. not saying it doesn't happen in big big cities, but you know, obviously we have a very selfish personal reason for wanting, you know, law enforcement families to to be protected and so I, I get that. And if you can if you can if you can expect the best in everyone that's one thing. Then you don't have to worry about people using this as a shield to hide from scrutiny when they do wrong things. I mean, we have bad actors in all professions, and open records laws are designed to keep things out in the open and on the up and up, knowing that you've got people who are looking or can, can get records. Shielding the personal information, the true personal information, home address, phone number, etc., I'm for that. So long as it's not an opportunity to completely run and hide from responsibility. But to backtrack, if you could expect the best in everyone, you wouldn't need a law like this because people wouldn't target law enforcement officers for doing their job. But But I do think there should be some safety or cautions. And by the way, it's the biggest, the the holdup. The holdup for the media industry is it comes back to this. Not to pr- it's not that those people don't need to be protected, but let's say that the information is released by someone else, but you report it. So if you're not the if you're not the person who released it, but it's out there, then who who is responsible for the publication of the information? And there was a more of a procedural type of you know how to how to handle this type of thing. This bill. This goes back to last session. This is not anything new. It's just finally 
moved forward. A House bill to prevent a non-governmental entity from banning religious services during an emergency to greater extent than imposed on other organizations or businesses that provide essential services passed the bill yesterday. That's something to keep on your radar. What else do you need to know about? Uh, Tourism, a bunch of tourism grants that were made yesterday. Uh, WKU football is underway. They've got big shoes to fill in uh, Bailey Zappi. So that is something that uh, Western is worried about. And that's kind of the big uh, the big items of the day that you need to know about hey we're looking forward to meeting katie dubris she is a dietitian nutritionist with owensboro health twin lakes it's a nutrition month we're going to find out information we need to know that you need to know so hang on right here on in the know Today is International Cheesesteak Day today. It's also Chocolate-Covered Raisins Day today. It's March of Kindness Day. And today's March of Kindness, you're supposed to tell someone how nice they look today. Tell someone how nice they look today. So make sure and work that into your March of Kindness. Don't overdo it, though. You don't want to earn a trip to HR or anything like that. So play it on the up and up. Today is also the day we say good morning and welcome to Katie Dubree from Owensboro Health Twin Lakes Medical Center. For the next few minutes, it's just you, me, and Dubree. You've never heard that before, have you? Uh, probably uh, not. You really? Okay. Uh, good morning and welcome. Good morning. It's so uh, happy. Uh, I'm so happy to see you and meet you. You are a uh, registered dietitian nutritionist. Yes, it's a, it's a bloated title, but okay. it basically means I'm into nutrition. You're into nutrition. You tell us what is good for us and what might not be so good for us. I think I saw you physically cringe when I said it's International Cheesesteak Day. You might have said, oh, no, we can't be eating cheesesteak. Hey, I like a good cheesesteak ke- cheese every now and then, so I Followed can't complain. by cheesecake? maybe from time uh, to time every now and then I, I wouldn't need it every day if, if you're really splurging yeah. uh tell me a little tell us a little bit about you uh where you're from about your kind of uh, where do you hail from <laughs> well um you know this is kentucky so we go by counties uh so i'm from breckenridge really? actually so yes you're a neighbor. I'm not, okay i'm really not too far no. um but for four years or so when i was in college i was in murray murray state university that's where i did my degree mm-hmm. Um, and basically, I've ever since then, I've moved back. I'm in the Hardinsburg area, so I do a commute, but I'm not too far from you guys. Yeah, not too bad at all. Uh, you're, you're, you're close to home, like you meant, 120 counties. But if you, if we had normal sized counties, we'd all live in the same county, or at least a bunch of us would. Pretty much. Um, your time at Murray State, I guess, made you a Racers fan, so you were excited mm-hmm. to see them in the tournament. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I know sports sometimes. So. <laughs> sports ball is some of your favorite times. <laughs> I, I get it. I've heard that they're good. So. Uh, family, hobbies, what do you like to do when you're not dietitianing? Um, well, I do like hiking. So I do um, a lot of trails, uh, like the local trails around here. also do some national parks, usually on vacations. Um, I like to cook, obviously. Uh, I feel like you need to cook a little bit if you're into nutrition. Absolutely. Um, and that's kind of all, all I got going on right now. So, so dietitian versus nutritionist. Uh, sometimes you'll hear the word dietitian. Sometimes you'll hear nutritionist. And you said it's somebody who's about, you know, diet and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference between the two? Is there some uh, designated specialty when the two are combined? How do we How do we perceive that? In fact, there is a very big difference. Okay. <laughs> so I'm glad you asked that. 
But basically, so someone like me, who's a dietitian nutritionist, um, that is someone who has gotten a four-year degree. They've also done something called a dietetic internship, which means they've gotten a certain amount of hours of practice, and then they take an exam that gets them registered. That's where the registered dietitian nutritionist comes from. Now, uh, if someone tells you they're uh, just a nutritionist, that is very vague. They could have gotten a certification from uh, Dr. Google, as I like to call it. <laughs> they could have gotten um, just some sort of weird bogus online course. So if someone – you go to someone and they just say, oh, I'm a nutritionist, you know, you don't really know where they got their education from. Right. Whereas, uh, you know, someone like me, we had a you know, educated degree. Um, a lot of us have our master's. And we also did um, – you know, that internship took the exam. You know, you brought me up to a, almost an epiphany. When there's a shun on the end of it, whether it's pediatrician, physician, <laughs> new, you know, dietitian, mm-hmm. that does ind- indicate some higher level of profession or standard. Yeah, I've never really I actually considered. never thought about that, but there you go. We, we're learning. It's a program <laughs> about knowledge and learning. Why did you choose it? What, what, what interested you in the specialty when you uh, were at Murray State and beyond? Um, well, I basically, I've always kind of been into nutrition. Um, my family has a, it's called an autoimmune disorder, but it is celiac disease. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, I have. but basically for the folks at home, if you eat something containing gluten, it can, which is found in like your bread, your pasta, you know, all the good stuff, uh, it can actually damage the lining of your small intestine. So that can cause a bunch of digestive issues and malabsorption malabsorption issues. Um, And that's kind of where I really found the connection uh, when I was younger. Like, oh, okay, nutrition can really affect your health and your well-being. And then I kind of started researching more about certain foods, right, that can lead to certain chronic illnesses. Like diabetes is a good one, right? If we're consuming a lot of sugar um, and high-carb foods, we're more likely to get type 2 diabetes. So those relationships I find very interesting. But it sounds like you were a bit of a natural at it as well because, you know, your walk of life sort of predicated that that would be an area where you would excel. I, the connection between food and beverages and health uh, and and health, I think they are so connected and so straightforward. We almost minimize them. Maybe we don't put enough value. We all think, oh, well, yeah, you eat when you're hungry and that's fuel for your body. But it's far more complex to that and you mentioning the idea of gluten 50 years ago no one knew the word gluten but we've learned so much through the generations in finding these contextual ways that our foods and our bodies are connected it's uh, almost miraculous yeah for sure i and nutrition is such a budding science too so what we knew 50 years ago was like nowhere near what we know now sure um, and that's what i also find very interesting about nutrition it's very new very modern it's, you know, typically uh, we have known for several you know decades the idea of garbage in, garbage out. You put garbage in your body, you're going to get garbage out of your body. Your your body's going to perform like garbage. It's the equivalent of having a you know a Ferrari and then putting fifty octane gasoline in your tank. But it's more than just the the quality of food we understand. But more and more, we're starting to learn more about the origins of food or the true the true organic composition of foods and how they impact us. Um, are those the types of things we're learning? 
Um, kind of, kind of, yeah, a little bit. Um, basically, a lot of the new research now is um, a lot of things that I see is trying to take diets that we did know um, maybe, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago and kind of expanding on it and making them less restrictive. So um, I've been seeing a lot of stuff, you know, you probably heard about fats, for example, um, you know, back in, and maybe you remember this, you know, they were all, there was a low fat craze, right? In like the nineties and yep. you'd see food that's like 0% fat, no fat. Um, and now we're saying, okay, fat is actually okay, but it's the type of fat that is, uh, you know, good or bad. So there's good fats and bad fats. It's not all fat is bad. Um, and that's kind of one of the big things that we're doing right now. I feel really bad for the egg. Sometimes, for you know, <laughs> for five years the egg is good. For five years the egg is bad. The poor the poor egg. Well, uh, I'm here to tell you right. the egg is good. The egg is good and the yolk is good. Uh, good. Uh, that's so it. There you Everything go. has its place. Yes. And uh, whether it, and maybe even in, in moderation. Uh, March is nutrition month. And the theme, 2022 has an interesting theme of Nutrition Month. What is the theme for 2022? It's called A World of Flavors. <laughs> this sounds like uh, my family. We spend a lot of time at Disney's uh, Epcot Studios. Mm-hmm. And so we do, you know, around the world. So we kind of do the world showcase. That sounds like a great opportunity to sample lots of different cuisines. Yeah, yeah. Um, at our hospital, actually, we came up with a theme meal every week for this month we're doing a different culture basically so um a few weeks ago a few weeks ago we did indian food um you know that's a little different from maybe something in litchfield for example right um and you know they have spices that contain um like curry powder garam masala turmeric ginger um and those things are not typically found in american dishes but they provide a lot of health benefits so at least for me my goal for this month is to try to get people that are maybe a little bit more like, oh, I don't know, I've never had Indian food or I've never had um, Latin American food, to try these things and experience new flavors. You mentioned travel. Are you an adventurous eater when you travel to new (laughs) locations? Do you like to sample the local cuisine or do you like what you like? No, I definitely do try a bunch of different things. Um, I was really picky when I was younger, so the way I like to think about it is my taste buds are catching up and now wants to try everything. Yeah, um, that makes sense. So definitely one of those adventurous eaters. There are always, it was funny, you said, you know, in the 90s and the low fat and the the fat this, and then there's the keto and there's Adkins and there's really all of these things are born out of... Um, uh, it's like follow the money. Someone's mm-hmm. got a new specialty diet, and they say this is all the rage, and this is the. And before we before we get to that though, because it's an important part of the discussion, current trends. What types of trends are we are we seeing? We we know more about uh, nutrition and the importance it plays, and healthy lifestyles. And maybe here in the rural parts of the country, we're lagging behind. But as a nation, have we turned the corner yet, or are we still kind of? on the on a bad course well that's an interesting question because i would say we know more about food than we do like previously so maybe even like 20 years ago i'd say we know more now Mm -hmm. but the big problem is with the internet and with um, social media sites misinformation is very rampant um and it typically does affect the young impressionable audience so kids right um 
And you'll see people that'll advertise some sort of magic drink or magic pill that's going to make you lose, you know, 20 pounds in one day. Um, and obviously that's not obviously that's not true. Um, so we see a lot of that more. But I would say as a whole, I think we do know a little bit more. I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't say it, we've made a huge improvement, though, personally. So we have children ranging from um, their late 20s to almost six and it's funny to see the choices that they make as women and young women now because the things that the oldest might have been part of her dietary choices based upon what she learned and knew as a young person then compared to the middle and then what the youngest w- will be because of what she's learning about diet and nutrition at school. I see differences. You know, they're they're a decade apart in, mm-hmm. in most cases. And I see differences in their approach to diet and nutrition. Is that are you is that pretty common when you look at the demographics of how people view nutrition and diet? Yes, especially with um, a certain generation. I think the big difference was, and I don't know if you remember this. I'm not sure how old you are, but um, you know, back in in my day, <laughs> we had um, a food pyramid. Yes. So yes, uh, you may remember the pyramid. I, I think we shared the same day. I think I had several <laughs> days before your days. But yes. Okay. Okay. So regardless, though, we had a pyramid, right? And the pyramid told us, you know, you couldn't, you can't have hardly any fat. Like you remember the little sliver. It right. was like barely non-existent on the pyramid uh, for fats, for example. But nowadays they're teaching the the my plate at schools. So instead of a pyramid, it's the plate, and it's got you know little dividends of the fruit and the vegetable. So it's a little different, um, and I don't think younger people see it the way that older people do because they remember that that pyramid essentially. Yeah, I mean, well, when you it it kind of becomes the foundation of your understanding. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm 50, by the way, so it gives you <laughs> an idea. Kind of the last half century is what I've been able to to measure and study about the world and diet and nutrition and how it works and the things you do learn at your young age. You know, you're you're. People are change averse. And so the things you learn that solidify as a young person, you kind of hold on to those from a food choices standpoint. And I even just mentioned yesterday, I've, I've dedicated my fifties to becoming more Brussels sprout friendly. Like I used to be just anti Brussels sprouts, but I'm thinking, all right, Brussels sprouts and I are going to be friends in, okay. uh, in my fifties decade, but we can change just yeah. a matter of being open minded and learning more about what we need to do. The healthy plate, what does that look like, though? For for people who know the pyramid that don't understand healthy plate, what does the plate look like? Yeah, so, um, and maybe, you know, our younger kids may, may be more privy to this than our adults, uh, but basically the plate is going to consist of typically um, a lean protein, so that's going to be your chicken, your fish. Uh, you could do a plant-based protein, too. Um, that's not out of the question. You can um, usually put a fruit or vegetable on there. Usually about a cup is what we what we say is a serving size. So ideally I'd like to see maybe two vegetables on your plate, maybe a fruit. And we typically, um, you know, say drew whole grains instead of like white grains or refined grains. Um, and really the reason we say that, it's not just because I want to torture you. Um, <laughs> you know, I fruits and vegetables – and whole grains contain fiber, which is very good for heart health, um, and it's also good for like appetite control, um, and helps us absorb better nutrients in our body. Okay, that makes good sense. All right, I need a, a selfish personal question while you're sure. here. 
So I mentioned our youngest, she's almost six. And we have made the observation at the end of the school day, she oftentimes is either too busy talking or too busy doing something else that she doesn't focus on eating lunch. Mm. And so by the end of the day, by 2.45, she's just wiped out because she's energy deprived. And we've talked to Mm -hmm. her about you've got to choose something that you can eat because it affects your learning, it affects your decision making, your behavior, but nonetheless... Mom needs to be in a position where as soon as she gets in the car from the school pickup, she hands her a snack. (laughs) And it probably shouldn't be candy. What should the snack be for school pickup? you have a recommendation? Sure. Um, So there's actually a few things. So usually I recommend a strong snack is going to be something that contains a carbohydrate source, a fiber fiber source, and a protein source. So our proteins, uh, snack-wise, they're usually going to be like our yogurt, our peanut butter, our nuts and seeds. Carbohydrate source is usually a fruit. Um, it could be crackers, you know, like whole grain crackers. Um, it could be, <coughs> excuse me. Sure. It could be um, like a certain type of, um, I lost my train of thought. But you get what I mean, though, right? Sure, you, I do. Like yeah. a fruit cracker, something with fiber, um, something with protein. That combination tends to make us very satisfied. Um, it triggers our hormones that we are we're satisfied. You know, we can um, continue without our day without being ravenous. Um, nuts and seeds, in particular, contain something called omega threes, which are actually good for brain development. So. Mm-hmm. That is actually another good reason why I would recommend like nuts and seeds, especially for younger kids. If you're saying she's got a lot of uh, maybe like brain fog or she's kind of like conked out by the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, something like that might help her. It's just funny, especially in our kids, to see them after you feed them, like when they're energy deprived or they're hangry, and then you feed them and they come, to, they turn on like machines, <laughs> like all of a sudden they start, they start moving, and that's an indication that they're probably not getting energy doses mm-hmm. throughout the day on a, in a regulated scale. So it's just kind of fun, uh, uh, an interesting assessment to uh, to see there. So I. I probably like many of us have been all over the dietary and nutrition scale. We've been we've gone through fit seasons, gone through seasons where we are unhealthy. When it's time, I have a friend who I, and I was in a meeting with last week, and he he was quoting someone else, but he offered this: "Everyone wants to be fixed, but no one wants to change." <laughs> So when it's time to make the change, when you realize, like, okay, I've got to make a change, what's my best first step? How do I reach out and build a bridge to you? Um, Well, for me, if you want to talk to me, um, if that's going to be your first step, um, obviously you need uh, a referral from your provider. That's usually how we do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you would schedule something with me. Um, if you're just kind of interested in learning about nutrition and you're not sure if you want to schedule an appointment with me yet, um, ideally you want to get your information from .org or .gov sites. Do not – it's very, very easy to go down a different rabbit hole of nutrition. Um, very, very easy. So try to stick to those .govs like John Hopkins, um, Mayo Clinic, um, like eatright.org, that's the American Academy of Dietetics. That's our website uh, to find maybe articles. And then if you're interested um, further in like making a change, then we can we can talk to your provider, set up an appointment and see what's up. Not Dr. Google. <laughs> not Dr. Google. Not no. Dr. Jeeves. <laughs> no. Not Dr. Bing. <laughs> WebMD. Mm. Uh, 
MD, so so. I think I'd recommend like Mayo Clinic though over that. Yeah, and well, it's wonderful to know that services like yours, whether consultation or guidance from dietitian and nutrition standpoint, are available from Owensboro Health Twin Lakes. And I really appreciate you coming in and uh, and sharing with us. Uh, what is it? Two seven zero two five nine nine five zero five. Did I get that right? Yep, that's right. That's my office number. Katie, pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Uh, thanks for joining us. That's Katie Dubree from Owensboro Health Twin Lakes Medical Center. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Did you know approximately one-third of people can't snap their fingers? Oh. I do know. I mean, I know children have a hard time doing it because they can't get there. I'm actually happy about that. You are. 33% of people can't uh, can't snap their fingers. Well, I don't like to hear it. So. Uh, there you go. Uh, let's see. What else do you need to know about? Oh, I did see where I forgot to ask Katie. Beyond Meat is now making a plant-based jerky. That sounds to me just like a bouillon cube or something. I mean, if it's just going to dissolve based upon it doesn't seem to. Uh, that's. I agree. And then it says 20% of people snack on the toilet or in the tub. Yeah, don't. We've already had this conversation. Yeah, no. Yeah. All right. So um, Apple's 37 new emojis are here to liven up your group text. Uh, they include face melting into a puddle, face with hand over mouth. I thought we already had one of those. Uh, right. Half face saluting. Outline of a face, face with a crooked mouth. Must have variations of these because I know some of them already exist. Uh, troll, person wearing a crown, mason jar, tall slide, disco ball, uh, low battery, bubbles, a bold equal sign, all part of the new emojis well, that have been Well, I can released. see where low battery would work, but... Yeah. See, hey, Other got, than that, no. Got low battery. Netflix's plan to crack down on password sharing could bring in an extra $1.6 billion per year. If you think about the number of people who are sharing password Net, Netflix passwords outside of their own household, if they change their new model to just add a surcharge of 2 to $3 per month for people you know, that they can tell are sharing outside, it would produce $1.26 billion a year, which might mean Netflix could buy more content or it would be a better experience speaking of netflix blonde is a new marilyn monroe biopic and it will be netflix's first ever nc-17 film so that will be starring uh, anna de armas and bravo will reboot real housewives of new york with a new cast and launch a second real housewives of new york with x Stars, uh, because Teddy Mellencamp was on Celebrity Big Brother a couple of months ago, you wanted to know more of her backstory, and you tried. And I did try Real Housewives, but it didn't stick. You didn't. Well, I'm sorry, I can't just watch that. It was just too much nonsense. Yeah, yeah. well, I can see, but you know, as a person who does like a fair amount of reality show, uh, reality television, it was interesting to find where you was like, yeah, I can't watch. That. So apparently it's Real Housewives that you can't watch, right? Yeah. All right, makes sense. We've got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. Well, don't let them try a 
for today so if at the end of your days you get turned away at the pearly gates and you have to spend eternity down below it's going to be a punishing experience so my question is this in your version of an eternity of punishment what song would be played on a loop like if it, if oh, there was goodness. only one song that for eternity played on a loop and that was you being punished. I think I know yours. I bet you don't. But go ahead. Really? Yeah, try. Guess. Garth Rooks? Uh, no. On a loop? That's not a song. That's an artist. Uh, mine that I thought of would be, uh, do you mean Friends in Low Places? Yeah. Well, that would be actually pretty appropriate. <laughs> so I don't know that I would I don't know that I would discount that one. For some reason my mind went to the Macarena. Really? Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know how many times for eternity I can hear Hey Macarena. I I mean that would that would yeah. that would grate on me. I like that. So Oh, I mean, I like it once, and I go, hey, throwback, but on a loop. That's the thing. On a loop. <laughs> hey, Macarena. Hi. I don't, there are probably other choices that would be bad, but that one came to mind. I mean, if you're if you're spending eternity with Satan, friends in low places would almost seem to be like your theme song. There are going to be people of- you know there, without a doubt. So I'm just <laughs> saying, so. It seems like there's no more appropriate place for that song. Did you choose one? Is there one that you can't? Um, anything. Taylor Swift. Pretty. Figured yeah. it had to be a Taylor Swift song. On television tonight, Atlanta, the season three premiere on FX. And on Fox, the MasterChef Junior Edition. Taste it, make it is what it is called. All right, today's highlight in history, this date in 1989, the supertanker Exxon Valdez ran aground on a reef in Alaska's Prince William Sound, began leaking an estimated 11 million gallons of crude oil. In 1765, Britain enacted the Quartering Act, requiring American colonists to provide temporary housing to British soldiers. In 2020, two years ago today, the IOC announced that the Summer Olympics in Tokyo would be postponed until 2021. And Virginia, the state with the highest, second highest number of executions, became the 23rd state to abolish the death penalty one year ago today. Birthdays today, Tommy Hilfiger is 71, Kelly LeBrock is 62, Star Jones is 60, actress uh, Lara Flynn Boyle, or Lara Flynn Boyle is 52, Jim Parsons is 49. Wow. Now, I know Big Bang Theory hadn't been on for three or four seasons, and so it's it's made him suddenly a little bit older. But those those guys on Big Bang Theory never struck me as being in their even in their mid forties. Yeah, uh, me too. When that show, yeah. I think Jim Parsons Jim Parsons naturally plays older because he looks uh, younger, but he's also looked that Sheldon character has sort of been frozen in time. He's always looked fifty. You know, or some frozen age. Peyton Manning is 46 today. Jessica Chastain is 45. 
Gone but not forgotten, John Wesley Powell in 1834, Harry Houdini in 1874, Joseph Barbera in 1911, Norman Fell, he played Mr. Roper on Three's Company. He was born in this date in 1924. Chart toppers. Let's go to 1959, where Frankie Avalon was at the top of the chart with Venus. Venus went missing, apparently. <laughs> Venus. Oh, Venus. Where are you, Venus? Venus Williams? I see. He needs to do a, a follow-up to that called Serena. Serena. 1968, Otis Redding, number one. Nice. I'll be sitting in the evening calm Watching the ships rolling in then I watch him roll away again. By the way, during uh, one of the breaks, I, I don't know why they're together, but I got a photograph of uh, two of our co-hosts, uh, Dennis uh, Cook and Whitney Carmen were together. They sent me a photo, which I was really happy about. I sent a message back, and I said, one of those people is one of my favorite people. The other is Dennis. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Why, I don't know why they're together, but I uh, hope they have a great day. 1977. That piano run. I love that piano run because it always indicates ABBA and Dancing Queen. The top of the charts. Number one. This date in 1977. If that was a better quality, I might have stayed with it because I like the, you know, the verse. Friday night and the nights are low. Let's go to 1986. Falco number one with Rock Me Amadeus. Yeah, not one of my favorites at all. Let's go to 1995. And Soul for Real, number one, with Andy Rain. I don't even know that I even know that song. Is number one. Usher, Luda, Lil John, and yeah, number one in 04. And let's go to 2013, Bruno, number one, with When I Was Your Man. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. The quality of advice anyone has to offer should be judged against the quality of the life they actually lead. The quality of advice anyone has to offer should be judged against the quality of the life they actually lead. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Beach, I'm MB. Now you're in the know.